The following is a production of Omnis.tv. gentlemen welcome to the show our christmas edition it's unsigned christmas we got a big show this evening uh david martinez will be joining us later uh also we'll be doing nfl pigskin picks we'll be talking nba basketball and uh, i'd like to welcome for their third visit on the show guys i'm, I'm a huge fan of these guys they've been on a couple times uh we're pleasure to have them back and they are Vanatica out in la travis jaron how you guys doing man we are alive we're still alive very hey, Merry Christmas to everybody. We know you're all snuggled up next to the fire and uh, having a great time. So enjoy that and enjoy the loved ones. All right. Well said, man. And uh, Christmas, a great time of year. Uh, I mean, just this time of year in general, you know, it, it can be hectic with shopping and all those things. But, uh, you know, it's nice to visit with family and friends and, you know, kind of take a step back and reflect on the year. And you guys have had an absolutely busy year. Uh, 2012 has been really busy for you guys moving from Illinois out to L.A., uh, recording the new album. We talked about, we kind of talked about it a little bit last time when you guys were on in September. Uh, how has the recording process been for you guys up to this point? It's been busy, man. We, like, uh, since we talked to you, we got all the songs written and we got them narrowed down to the just the gold ones. And literally, we've been recording probably four, I'd say four days a week on average, and just going balls to the wall if you will getting this all done and we finally got all the guitars done um all the songs have been written like i said the drums are pre-proed out for half of them now we got three more to go and uh you know but this time we got piano in it we had to do that and a bunch of programming with electronic stuff and that's new for us to do it all and there's no time limit that's the big deal so the songs aren't rushed and everything we do is what we want yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we, we kind of talked about this uh, pre-show where, you know, having the time to, to really, you know, have the songs done the way you want it to. And I know in our last interview, we talked about you guys kind of getting into the more electronic stuff. Uh, how has that experience been just kind of tinkering uh, trial and error for you guys? Well, it's been a very long process, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, we generally spend four or five hours whenever we're just trying to write one electronic part. Travis and I both sit next to each other with keyboards. <laughs> we play something for one, each other. And we're like I got, I can beat that, and we just go and try. It's like a, it's like Dead Mouse and Skrillex going back and forth against each other, but at the same table. With like, I have these little headphones, and Jaren's got these pro headphones, so it's pretty neat to see. Very cool, man. I know you guys have been working hard, man. I'm uh, anxious to uh, to hear it when it's done, and. And uh, hopefully at some point, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get you guys back on the show to, to play some of those new tracks. We, we, we're a fan of you guys, and uh, I'm glad you guys are working and everything's working out for you guys. Now, speaking of the move, you guys, you know, obviously originally started in uh, Champaign, Illinois, been out in L.A. for a little while. Uh, how's L.A. been treating you, man? It's exactly what you would think. The weather's fantastic, and I want to say suck it to everybody who's in the Midwest right now freezing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, I was, it was like 70 degrees here today, and... I'm I'm so excited. I'm not coming back for Christmas. I'm sorry. I'm staying right here. <laughs> I'll be there. Don't worry. Jaren's got to go home though. He's going to be freezing with the rest of you. So, but LA's been hilarious. I mean, we've like we've not taken this place for granted at all. We've worked really hard, 
and it takes most people years to get settled in here. And we've already, you know, started working with some heavy hitters and like recording this, we're not paying for it, which is great. And when we get done with it, it'll, you know, be sold to a label kind of deal. So everything's been awesome. We've been on TV. Jaren was on Let's Make a Deal. He won nine hundred dollars. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I backed him up with a three hundred dollar win that day. So we both met Wayne Brady. That was lovely. Um, Very nice man. Yeah, Wayne's a really nice guy. Then Willem Dafoe, we saw him uh, for the the Finding Nemo. What was that premiere for 3D? We were down there. Um, we we've been over to the Kimmel Show a few times. We're buds with one of the executive producers now. And he lets us come over there. And I took my parents for Thanksgiving. They were super stoked about that. So we're just making killer connections. And I was on a TV show the other day for uh, like a singing competition and uh, a National Geographic show. So it's been exactly what you think it would be. <laughs> awesome, man. Sounds like you guys are making the, the most of the opportunity and, and meeting some great people. And that's what it's all about, man. That, that's really good stuff. Now, uh, obviously not heading home for the holidays, uh, you know, you got to get homesick at all, or are uh, you just too busy to even worry about it, man? Uh, I can't speak for the other three. This is Travis again. I'm not homesick. I, I moved <laughs> for a reason, and so I feel good. Um, I don't know, Jam. do you feel homesick? Well, not at all, actually. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry Mom and Dad. Um, sorry, my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've just been so busy um, that, that that's the best part. Like, I haven't had time to be like, oh, man, I want to be home. It's because I've been you know, forward motion the whole time. So this, this whole process just really, you know, occupied us and it really easy to be out here. Yeah. I mean, most bands don't get to do what we do. We all live together. And all we do in our free time is if we're not watching free project TV or whatever, we're, uh, we're doing music. So that's a big deal. And I mean, Jaren, Jaren can surf now. So now he can, you know, tell everybody that he can surf. So that's pretty cool. Right on, man. I know we you hinted that last time about the surfing thing. I, I I would not be on the surf, like I said. I, I would just kind of be hanging on the beach, going, yeah, way way to catch a wave, man. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously a Christmas show. Uh, I gotta ask, man. Do you guys have any uh, childhood memories, either good or bad, um, about Christmas and good and bad presents you received, either as a child or adult, that you recall? Yeah, that's pretty easy. So I can I can think of some bad gifts right away. Um, my aunt gave me and my brother some CDs that we did not ask for. So one, I got a bunch of blues CDs when I was like eight, and I didn't listen to blues. And my brother got like some, uh, new. what do you call that, Cajun rock? So it was like the crocodile <laughs> crocodile rock stuff. And yeah, we were. he was 12, so he had no idea. He was into Nine Inch Nails and stuff back then, and like this is what she gave us. And uh, so that, that was terrible, but she followed up with a scuba bag. I think the next year, and we're both into scuba diving, but we weren't yet, so it's kind of awkward. But that's a great gift in the long run. My brother still uses it. I, I have to go along with the same vein. Like the worst gift I ever actually got uh, was just like on a random gift exchange kind of thing. I got a Nickelback CD. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's not even like the one I was like, man, I, I kind of wish you know I, I I had that one. It was like the one like before it or something. <laughs> it was the earliest one. It was just butt rock. <laughs> I, I, that was the worst. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Whoever gave you that Nickelback CD was like, here, uh, I got this at a yard sale or yeah, you know, at one of the CD warehouses or something. No, it's good. But you know, I think growing up, Christmas was awesome though because my parents were super cool about giving me musical instruments. So I got like a drum set when I was younger. So my brother bought me a cymbal one year. You know, I've gotten guitars. This year, I got two guitars. 
because I actually play guitar now. So that's cool. <laughs> um, so I've, I've made out like a bandit over the years. Yeah. Right on, right on. Well, hey, thanks for sharing those uh, Christmas stories with us. Now, uh, New Year's, obviously, right around the corner. Uh, do you guys have any New Year's plans out in L.A., man? No, I never celebrate New Year's, to be honest. I always fall asleep because it's just another day, but I don't know. What are you going to do? Uh, I plan to be hanging out with your brother in San Diego. <laughs> what, what are we doing? I don't know. What am I doing for San Diego? Oh, okay, all right. We'll see what happens. I, I, there's a, I have a lady friend coming in town, so maybe that'll be awesome. I've never, yeah, she's going to be here. There you go, there you go man. Yeah. So at least you uh, at least you get that kiss on, uh, at midnight, right? If so. I'm not asleep, yeah, dude. I'm, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at New Year's. I'm so bad. I'm so. I mean, we're the worst rock band of all time. Like we go out after the show, we go to Denny's, we go eat, and then it's like, all right, let's save our money and go home. Hey, that, nothing wrong with that, man. I, I'm I'm actually uh, now that I'm a little older, I, I don't uh, get into New Year's Eve, but like I used to, I just kind of. People, you know, I'll probably stay in, maybe have a glass of wine or crack a crack a Guinness or something, and yeah, yeah, pretty, getting pretty wild with, 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 with the wife and kids. And stuff. Our, our our producer's been coming over to our house a lot with uh with wine and cheese, so <laughs> we get to watch him go at that, which is really funny. <laughs> nice fine Chardonnay or something, kick back with some some cheddar. Yeah, that's pretty nice. <laughs> we're we're on Facebook right now, and our buddy Mike Bray, he plays in. Uh, Kyle Gass's Kyle band, you know Tenacious D. Oh yeah, yeah. So he is the singer for for Kyle, the the guitarist, and his other band or whatever. And he's done some teching for the Foo Fighters and Tenacious. And I guess he's back in Illinois right now. I'm looking at his pictures. He's jamming out. That's cool. <laughs> right on. Very cool. Now uh, you guys have um, put a Christmas album out. Now Travis, uh, we talked about it. We actually talked about it last time. I was listening to our interview that we did in September about your uh, <laughs> your hatred for Santa Claus. And uh, we both agreed that Santa Claus is a weird, creepy guy. <laughs> and uh, you guys uh, have a Christmas uh, EP out, the Christmas Trilogy, and the track we're going to play tonight. Yeah. Uh, I, one of my favorite lines, there's a couple lines that I really love in this song. Uh, I think my favorite is, um, Xmas will, Christmas will be terrible, I'll bury Rudolph in the snow, I believe, if I have that right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's, that's the gist of things. I, I finally caught Rudolph, that's the name of the song. Yes. Uh, talk to me about um, one, you know, your deep passion for handing Santa, and uh, where did that come from, and uh, how fun was it to record these uh, tracks uh, for this Christmas trilogy? Oh, it's been awesome. So those, the first two songs that are on there, not I finally caught Rudolph. The other ones like a child, a child's perspective and uh, uh, ho 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 and a bottle of Santa or whatever. Those two songs are older. Like we recorded those in '09 and 2010. And so, but you can see how the, the recording quality got better over the years, which <laughs> yeah. is really funny. So this year we finally started it in like July. I started writing it and showing the guys because it ended up, you know, I, I figured out a chord progression that I'd never made before. And I was like, yep, this is going to be the Santa Claus song. And we really, not everybody hates Santa in the band, but I sure do. And I've explained this a thousand times to people. It's because he shows up once a year. It's a one night stand. He messes up your roof as I've talked about with those freaking reindeer. And so you have roof damage. First of all, you got a creepy guy sneaking into your house. Sometimes he leaves you presents. Most of the time it's not what you want. And then your parents are, yeah, it's just really confusing. So I don't like Santa Claus per se. So I finally, this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit him where it hurts. I can't catch Santa Claus. So I'm just going to catch the reindeer. And so I did. Very nice. 
Do you know, uh, uh, this year? Uh, it was my son's first uh, experience with meeting Santa Claus, right? So uh, my wife and I, we, we pack up and we go to meet Santa Claus. <laughs> you know, we're waiting in line for, you know, 40 plus minutes. He's all mad and cranky. Like, I don't want to wait in line anymore. I don't want to wait in line anymore. My wife's like, this is horrible. Waiting in line. There's kids everywhere yelling, screaming, just really loud. So we finally get up to Jolly St. Nick. And uh, you would think, you know, that the guy playing Santa Claus would at least smile a little bit. Dude, the photo I, I'm, I'm gonna have to put on on, uh, yeah. on my Twitter or on our website or something. My my son, who's a pretty happy kid in general, is completely stone faced, just no expression at all, just glazed look, no smile, just staring blankly into the into the camera. And Santa Claus is doing the exact same thing. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you know, like Merry Christmas. Boy. And they're like, which which package of pictures would you like to select? This one for twenty dollars. This one for thirty dollars. Or you get the deluxe package for you know half your Christmas money. I would have spent four hundred dollars on that to get copies out the yin yang, and I would have made posters <laughs> of it. So when he gets older, you can just blackmail him with that. But that's perfect. Right. Can you like six cents dead kid staring out with Santa Claus who looks like you know bad Santa? Oh, that's perfect. I'm liking. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like uh, Billy Bob Thornton, thirty years advanced Bad Santa is what it looked like. Oh, it really did. So if we do a Christmas song next year or something, um, I can't guarantee it will be to the same hatred of Santa, but I would still <laughs> love to use that picture for the album cover. <laughs> uh, deal. That's a deal right there for sure, man. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know how I'm going to feel about them in a year because uh, this Christmas hasn't really happened yet. But you know. I'm I'm definitely down for using the picture anyway. Very cool, man. Right on. We'll definitely uh we'll touch base next uh next Christmas for that one, man, for sure. Okay, that's easy. All right. Well, hey, uh, I tell you what, guys, uh, thanks for stopping in. Man. I know you guys are really busy taking time out to uh, come back on the show. Your third visit, man. So uh, any, you guys are welcome anytime, as you know. We appreciate it. Alumni status approved, and we'll be back. <laughs> All right. Well, here it is, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is I Finally Caught Rudolph by Van Attica. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Have yourself a nice Christmas. Adios, man. Ho, ho, ho.
The unsigned Christmas show, our second guest of the evening, and uh, we had him on, uh, it's been a couple months now, and that is the singer-songwriter, very talented young man, named David Martinez. David, how are you, my friend? Doing good. How are you doing, Ryan? Ah, I'm doing good, man. Hey, uh, thanks for taking the time out to uh, stop by and uh, join us here on our uh, unsigned Christmas show. We really appreciate it. And uh, man, you, I know you've been busy, man. You know, last time you were here, we talked about your musical career, how you got started. Uh, you were, you know, in the midst of finishing the album that is officially out. It came out, uh, I believe, a couple weeks ago. It's been out a couple weeks now. You have the new single, Crazy Ride, um, which we'll hear later this evening. Uh, tell me about the album one more time and how excited you are to have that finished and complete. I'm super excited. I mean, it's been a couple of years since I, it's been since 2009 since I've had a record. So. Uh, I'm really happy. Um, I'm, I'm also happy with the direction we took on the album. So it's it's uh it's it's doing really cool. A lot of people are digging, you know. So I could be happier. Very cool, man. Now, uh, the album, you know, it's been out a little while now. Uh, again, titled "One More Time." Uh, great stuff, man. We kind of we featured a couple tracks uh, last time you were here, and we'll hear the uh, new single tonight. But uh, how have uh, your fans? You know, obviously, you said it's been a couple years since the album's come out. How have your fans? Um, enjoyed the album how's the fan perception been uh since they've got their hands on it you know I, I can give you a couple of examples one one person in general said i don't like it and then they listen to it again then they go they grew on me and i realized it was you but because i think what they were expecting was they were expecting the debut album but then again i got some other people who were just like i like this this is kind of like this is kind of like an edgier day and i was like well thanks so yeah it's been it's pretty much been mostly positive i mean it's i think i think also if, if you're a huge fan of the first first record that this record will kind of have to grow on you but it's got i'm i'm sure it will you know people people um people have given me nothing but positive marks on it well i know last time you were here we, we heard some tracks from it and uh i, I really like it man i like uh the song you know, crazy ride again, which we'll hear later. Where I, I can tell where you know we talked last time you were here about Leroy Miller really pushing you and really kind of testing uh, your boundaries and kind of challenging you musically. And I, I think that really comes out in a lot of the new songs, man. Oh yeah, he uh, he really. I, I you know I figured okay, I already made a record with this guy, so I'll be able to just go in and knock it out. And we did knock it out, but again, it was challenging. I mean, I, I tell people you know. Uh, I was I was exhausted after this doing this and this was just we only recorded six tracks and we already had Hey Mary and there were there was one point where I was just lying on the floor you know just from exhaustion of recording all day but at the same time I was like this is why I do this is why I come out here and this is why I work with this guy and this is why I do this but at the end of the day after after hearing the tracks and you know going over the masters we were like wow I was like I can't I can't believe I did this but you know, I've also had 
I've been told, why do it? I go, because the end of the the end result's always the best part. <laughs> it's like it's I, it's not a fun process making records. I, I love making records and I love being there, but it's just like it's. I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta bring it. It's like an athlete going to a play a game. You know, you gotta bring it. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, I know you've been working hard, and I know that uh, you're happy with the finished product. And from what I've heard uh, from the album, it's very, very good. And I'm sure once people, you know, get it and hear it, you know, on their stereo in their car, whatever they're listening to it on or, or at, I think are, are really going to dig uh, how you really expanded one your songwriting, two music, uh, your guitar playing, the riffs, a lot of great stuff on the CD. Now. This is our Christmas show, David. I gotta ask: Is there any uh, favorite Christmas movies that you have? Well, how about a Christmas story? Christmas Vacation is another good one. There you go. And um, it's been a long time. But um, I used to, what's what's that movie? A Wonderful Life or? Um, yeah, yeah, A Wonderful Life. Yeah. So what? So that's a, I think that's a that's a definitely a, a classic for sure, man. In Christmas Vacation, I mean, you know. <laughs> that uh, that, uh, that movie is timeless. I went to the theaters and watched that with my cousins. That was one of the coolest times. It was it was it was pretty crazy. We we went with my uh, we went with my cousin. It was about nine of us. We went to like a dollar movie and they had it there and we we watched it. I couldn't believe it. We I was laughing so hard. But um, yeah, that's that's a classic movie. Christmas Story, of course. You know, love that movie too. You know that movie was shot in Cleveland, Ohio, actually, even though it's based in Chicago. Oh, see, I, I didn't, I did not know that. So that's a nice uh, tip there. Uh, very cool. Yeah, look up. Uh, one, one of my favorites is always. Uh, it's actually a newer one. Was uh, Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton, uh, for the simple fact that it's you know kind of like the anti-Christmas movie a little bit, where Santa is just a belligerent, uh, thieving drunk. You know, so you can't get much. Uh, you know, much more in the holiday spirit than that. It was dark. I loved it too. It was it's been a while since I've seen it, but it was like my my niece. She's nine years old, and um, she saw Bad Santa. She saw the Bad Santa. I go, no, I don't think I don't think you're old enough to watch this yet. So, you know, yeah. um, let's stick, let's stick to what you have here. <laughs> yeah. They, Bill Murray. And, no, go ahead. Sorry. They see the name Santa. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the Jack Daniels drinking Santa. No, this is this Santa's for adults, sweetie. <laughs> but um, well, uh, I tell you what, uh, you know, again, uh, is our Christmas show. And we appreciate you coming on and sharing some uh, some stories with us. I have to ask, and I asked the guys from Fanatic earlier tonight uh, if they had any um, what were some of the worst gifts uh, they received? Uh, what are any of the worst gifts you've received as an adult that you can recall? Um, God, as an adult, yeah. You know, or even as a kid, if you if you got one as a kid that you remember. Yeah, I really can't think of anything bad, but I remember it wasn't a bad gift, but I was really mad because I wanted I wanted some skates, some roller skates when I was younger, and my mom got me those that attached to your shoe, and I was like, "What's this? Skates? One's the cool design, but you know what? They they work." But I remember one time my aunt, and she's passed now, but she uh she got an ashtray for Christmas. Was it was it one of those handmade ones like uh, like in art class kind of thing or was it a? It was a real one from her. Uh, I think it was from her granddaughter. It was like this was a long time ago. <laughs> and I remember her complaining to my mother. I can't believe they got me an ashtray. Ashtray. It was like. <laughs> but, 
I mean, that's good, man. Yeah, I've got some pretty decent gifts. I, I I really can't think of anything bad. The roller skates weren't even bad, but I mean, it was just, it was, you know. I tell you one thing though. I was really disappointed though because I did, I did get the coolest drums, the coolest a gift, and it was a animal drum set. I was like four or five, and my parents took it back, and I had some like kind of, I had some garage or some dump truck or something like that that they got me and i never knew why they did that and i asked i asked my mom i said why did y'all take my drum set back i said did y'all need the money she goes no you were driving us crazy <laughs> school you get on that thing and just boom 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 and it's like <laughs> she said no <laughs> no more drum no more drum set for you well they eventually you did get a guitar i'm sure at some point so they uh they, they made up for it it was the best yeah Live when I was about fifteen, I got a guitar. So once I got on there, I never stopped. So very nice. Now, uh, obviously, you know Christmas. Obviously, you know shortly after is New Year's. Do you have any plans for uh, New Year's Eve at all, man? Not at the moment, but I'm sure something will come up. Uh, I do have some. I do have some shows before then. So, um, but I don't have a show on New Year's Eve. So I plan to do something with my friends. I didn't do anything last year. I was so exhausted from hanging out with everybody because. I mean, time off, friends, friends coming from out of town, and we were just doing so much stuff. And New Year, last year, New Year's Eve, I said, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> right on. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely been there uh, several times uh, as far as New Year's Eve. Just you're like, you know what, I'm staying in, and that's it. You know, I'll, I'll watch, uh, you know, it'll be kind of weird with no Dick Clark this year, I believe. But uh, we'll see see how that pans out. But uh, you Brian Seacrest, but. Well, yeah, Seacrest out. Uh We've got a, uh, you know, you mentioned a couple shows. What kind of shows you have coming up, man? Oh, um, I have, I have a album release party coming up. Um, well, we were uh, that today, the album release party for, um, for my album, um, which is December 19th. Right. And then, um, December 20, 22nd, I got a, I got a show at the house of blues. Claire Stevens is actually playing at five and then I'm playing at five thirty, And then, uh, in the main room later on, we'll have a uh, better than Ezra. So that's, that's my friend, Eddie. He's all, he's all like, well, since we're going out there to watch you play, why don't we go see the Dallas Cowboys and the saints the next day? And then I have a show on the 27th, at a nice cool place here in uh, Corpus called um, Cassidy's Irish pub. And it's, it's always a good time, especially, you know, being an Irish pub. Well, it definitely sounds like you're going to be uh, pretty busy through the holidays, man, and uh, some great shows. And we're going to talk a little football here a little later. But uh, before we do that, um, let's talk about the the single Crazy Ride. I remember when you first sent this to me, um, gosh, it's been a couple weeks now, but uh, you know, it's really you plugged in playing the Les Paul, jamming. And I, I can't tell you, man, um, it's different. It's a lot different from your other stuff, and I, and I really like it. And I'd like to see you head that direction personally more on the electric side because that riff, I'm telling you, man, that, that guitar riff is really slick. Uh, tell me how fun it was to record this song, man. You know, it was fun. It was challenging too because I'm, I'm, I, I play, I play primarily acoustic. So playing the electric, you gotta, you gotta bring some grit, especially to a song like that, you know. But I, I sat there, worked on it, and you know, it's just like it was natural. It was, it was so much fun though rec- recording this song because it was just like rock and roll. And it, you know what? I'm glad you said that because it's catalyst for more for me to do maybe some kind of album or EP like that, just rocking songs because I grew up on kiss, you know, I grew up on kiss, black Sabbath, stuff like that. Ted Nugent. And those guys rock, you know what I mean? Those, yeah. And they still do. And there's nothing about, about them that doesn't rock. And 
it was just it, it was just so much fun to do that song. It, we I mean, we brought out the Les Paul. We also used um, Leroy's. Um, he had a Fender replica by Nash, and that that thing that thing play you play, plays like butter, and it's it was cool to play that one too. I, I even played the solo on that record on that uh, particular song. It was more like an Ace Frehley kind of punk rock solo. So yeah, it was. I, I get what you're saying. I definitely want to do more of that stuff like that. And I do have a lot of stuff in the arsenal, in the vault, so to say, that is around that lines, you know, because I'm, I'm always writing anyway, so. Very cool. I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I really think it shows off your diversity as a musician. Uh, I, I mean, I still, I, I like the idea of doing an EP of just, you know, all electric stuff. I think that would be really cool. But I'll tell you what, let's, let's take a break, man. You're going to stick around and do some NFL with me here uh, after, uh, after the song. Let's check it out. This is Crazy Ride here on Unsigned, David Martinez. <laughs>
That is David Martinez here on Unsigned with Crazy Ride. Really cool track, man. I appreciate you sharing it with the audience uh, and, and with me on the show tonight, man. Thank you for playing it. Hey, not a problem, man. We're, we're a fan of yours, and uh, you know anything we can do to help you out, we're definitely there for you. Now, tell you what, man, I, were you going to sit down and do some NFL picks with me this week? I've, I've had a pretty good season overall uh, making NFL picks. A couple weeks ago, I, I was at 500 for the first time in one week, but overall, I've picked about 65 to 68% of the games consistently uh, through the season. So I tell you what, let's jump in. A couple weeks left in the season. This is kind of the playoff push time, and a lot of these games we're talking about here this week are going to determine... Really, who's getting in and who's getting out? Now, the Falcons-Lions is a Thursday night game. I'm notorious for picking horrible on Thursday nights. But uh, with that being said, I'm taking the Lions at home to upset the Falcons on Thursday night. I concur. Lions it is. I mean, they haven't been good this year at all, but uh, they've been in games. And I just think that the Falcons getting blown out a couple weeks ago, I just think that they're primed for to get beat. Yeah, I'm not buying number one seed. So, yeah, I'm going with the Lions. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, Raiders, Panthers. This is a toss-up to me because the Raiders are awful. They're really, really bad, and the Panthers are not much better. You just don't know what you're going to get with this team. Uh, it's in Carolina, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take uh, a Panthers team. They're not very good, but playing at home with Cam Newton, uh, he has moments where he's just unstoppable, and the Raiders' defense hasn't proven they can stop anybody, giving up over 30 points a game. I'm taking the Panthers at home on this one. Same here, going with the Panthers on that one. All right, so right now we're uh, two for two on agreement here. Now, here's uh, a divisional game. The Bills, I think, a big disappointment this year. And then the Dolphins, obviously, rookie quarterback, new coach, kind of in a rebuilding process, retooling process uh, for them. They've had some injuries. The Bills have had injuries, too. But as much money as they spent on defense, you think they'd be a lot better. But that being said, even though I'm bashing the Bills, I'm taking them on the road in Miami to beat the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins on that one. So uh, we're split on that. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it'll be a good game. Those division, uh, those AFC East division games are always entertaining. Uh, speaking of division games, this next one here, I'm very intrigued with, and that is the Bengals heading to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Steelers have been beat up all year long, and uh, I, th- you know, I, I really think this division is going to flip. As you know, I'm a Browns fan. We'll talk about them in a moment, but uh, I'm taking the Bengals. I picked the Bengals to finish ahead of the Steelers this year. Uh, in my pre in my preseason picks, and I'm sticking with that from what I've seen from them this year. I'm taking the Bengals in an upset over the Steelers, which will more than likely keep the Steelers out of the playoffs and put the Bengals in as a wild card. Yeah, I'm picking the Steelers. It's going going with the uh, going with the old Steelers. Uh, you think you think they can uh, pull it out? I think they can. Uh, and like you said, they're playing at home, so they're always. Tough. I mean. I mean, it could go either way, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna safe pick on that one. Fair enough, fair enough. Take the home team. Nothing wrong with that. Now, uh, this is a game that uh, I think I don't know. I think the Patriots uh, taking on Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Patriots could score fifty in this game. Uh, this is a no-brainer for me. Jacksonville is probably one of the worst teams in the NFL, hands down. I'm taking the Patriots all the way on this one. Yeah, I'm not even going any further on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Colts Chiefs. Uh, I tell you what, Andrew Luck. I said a couple weeks ago, uh, I'll be surprised if he doesn't win Rookie of the Year. The kid has been phenomenal. And you think this team won one, maybe two games, I think, all last season. They, you know, 
kick out Peyton Manning, put in rookie uh, quarterback Andrew Luck, add a few pieces around him, and everything that's going on with Chuck Pagano, just the, uh, the emotional uh, synergy with that team, the locker room synergy. Uh, and then you have the Chiefs on the other side, the turmoil they've dealt with with the Javon Belcher thing. I said in my piece about that a couple weeks ago. There's no reason more to talk about him. But uh, with that being said, I'm taking the Colts in this one in Kansas City. So my, you know, my, my youngest brother, Brian, he's a big Packer fan, and uh... – and I, when the, he beat the Packers, I was like, wow. And, you know, then I saw, I've seen what he's doing, the, the Andrew Luck has done week in and week out. And who, who was that when they played a few weeks ago when they came back? And it was the Lions, wasn't it? Yeah, they beat the Lions in the Motor City uh, with zero time on the clock on like a little three-yard shovel pass that went for a touchdown. It was unbelievable. I, was, I, I believe in Andrew Luck. I'm, I mean, I'm, so I'm going with the Colts. Yeah, I mean, he, he has been as advertised uh, coming into the NFL. Now, a game that you're going to be attending, uh, this is the, the the Bounty Saints, which who can make a clear indication of what the heck the NFL is doing with that complete blunder. With that being said, they're heading to Jerry's World, taking on your Cowboys, uh, who this is really a must-win for you guys uh, heading into the final stretch of the season. I'm taking you guys to win for the simple fact that the Saints' defense is horrendous. They've had a crazy year, and uh, you guys playing home in that stadium uh, with that crowd. And Romo, uh, you know, if you guys find a running game, I think it's key that Murray stays healthy uh, and you guys run the ball, play action. That's Tony Romo's wheelhouse. If you guys do that, you beat the Saints. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, DeMarco Murray, he needs to be more consistent. He's a – and like you said, he needs to keep away from the injury bug. I mean, I – I'm a fan of Drew Brees. I, I, I love the fact he's from he's from Texas. He's a he's a he's a great quarterback. But you know, I, I got to go with my boys. Even if, even if I thought they couldn't win, I still go with them. Right? Yeah, I'm the same way there uh, with, with my Browns. But uh, another this is a, a game that really could impact your Cowboys as well, and that is Redskins Eagles. The Redskins, one of the hottest teams in football of late, uh, taking on an Eagles team that's really fallen by the wayside. Uh, and I said a couple weeks ago, they're just playing their young players now. Uh, really a young, young Philadelphia team. Just to kind of find out what they have at this point. The season got away from them. And uh, I, I like this Philadelphia team, and I still think they're crazy if they let Andy Reid get out of there. I really do. Uh, I think people forget everything that he's gone through this year with uh, the death of his son uh, and all the injuries they've had to Michael Vick. You know, the offensive line is horrendous there. They've had injuries galore. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles' late-season surge at home against the Redskins. Yeah, so am I. And, you know, I'm thinking he's just going to let Nick Foles air it out. And that kid's got an arm. And I think – I kind of think he's going to light up the Redskins. That, that's my that's my feeling. And, you know, I agree with you on the Andy Reid thing. Guy's done so much for that team in that city. And, and like you said, he's been through a lot. I, if they, they're fools to let him go, but if they do, he'll have another job like that. Yeah, I, I think there's probably about four or five, maybe even six teams that will probably be looking for coaches uh, at the end of the season, and Andy Reid will probably be at the top of a lot of those teams' lists. Now, Rams, Bucks. you were talking about the new coach, Jeff Fisher, uh, leaving Tennessee first year with the Rams. has really turned that team around. Uh, again, one of the youngest teams in the NFL, uh, Chiefs, uh, or excuse me, uh, the Rams uh, taking on Tampa Bay. Again, another young team with a rookie head coach. Uh, this Tampa team has been up and down most of the year. But uh, with that being said, I think they just have too much firepower. And and I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. They always play tough at home. Yeah, I agree, too. I, I think they will uh, I think they will beat the uh, Rams. I, even though, like you said, I like what Jeff Fisher is doing with the Bucks. I like the coach. He's, he's a real fiery guy. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, when I, you know, when the, when the, when the quarterback kneels the ball, usually people just give up and say the game's over. No, this guy goes after you, and I kind of, I kind of like that. 
Yeah, he he's a feisty uh, he's a feisty character, and he's his team has bought in to that mentality, and it's shown they've had some really really nice games and really really bright spots. Just a couple weeks ago, uh, they looked really good, and when they went out to Oakland a couple weeks ago, before that, they looked really good. Uh, this Tampa team, I think, is going to be a real handful coming in the next two to three seasons. Now, uh, speaking of messes, uh, the Chargers and the Jets uh, face off. You couldn't have two seats that are on hotter, uh, hotter seats. I think, uh, I think Ryan and Norv Turner both could be out of both of these jobs here. Uh, the Chargers, you never know what you're going to get with this team, and, and the same could be said for the Jets. They've won some ugly, ugly football games. But uh, I tell you what, I'm going to take the Chargers in an upset, uh, traveling east for whatever reason. I don't know. I just, I, when I look at the quarterbacks, I go Philip Rivers, Sanchez, or Tebow, or whoever the heck they decide to put a quarterback for the Jets. I think Philip Rivers, even though he hasn't had a good season and a half or two seasons, I still think he's better than what the Jets have. So I'm taking the Chargers. You know what? I, I had initially picked the Jets, but then I thought about Mark Sanchez and how I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you agree with me, but I just don't think he's an NFL quarterback. And, I, uh, Rex Ryan doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, obviously. So, I mean, he benches him and then he starts him, you know, it's and then, you know, so I got to go with you on the chargers on that one. I, I just, I don't, I don't believe in any quarterback they have. I mean, I, I would, I don't think much of Tebow as a, as a quarterback either, but I mean, I think, I think he has a little more fire than Mark Sanchez, but you know, I just, I just don't buy Mark Sanchez as a full quarterback anymore. Yeah, neither do I, and that's the best thing Eric Mangini ever did for the Browns that year was trading out of that pick and not drafting Mark Sanchez. <laughs> the best thing he ever did when Eric Mangini was in Cleveland that year, and I was like, oh, no, we're going to draft Mark Sanchez with the eighth pick or whatever pick it was at that time, and he traded it with that pick to the old to his old team for them to draft. I was like, whew. I was like, thank you. That's the best thing Eric Mangini ever did in Cleveland. Now, uh, another game, uh, I don't... I look at this this matchup here: Titans versus Packers. The Titans, I, I've been bashing them all year, as you know. I'm in Nashville, or uh, Nashville area, and uh, I see a lot of the Titans. I hear a lot about the Titans, and this is they're just not a good football team. As much as this town would love to have a winner, they're just not a very good football team on both sides of the football. They're inconsistent. I'm taking the Packers all the way in Lambeau on this one. You know, I'm not a Packer fan, but I have to go with them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, my quarterback, and I think he's going to light them up. Yeah, I, I think the Packers are a very, very dangerous team in the back end of the season that nobody wants to face, especially in Lambeau Field. And uh, taking on the Titans, uh, you want to talk about Swiss cheese? That's the defense of the Titans. The Swiss cheese heading to, heading to Lambeau. That's going to be that could very potentially be a very, very ugly football game. Uh, another, this is an interesting matchup to me here: the Vikings taking on the Texans. You know, they got lit up a couple uh, Monday nights ago uh, against the Patriots, which I, I was shocked. You know, you want to talk about being the number one seed in the AFC? You had the Foxborough and get absolutely I, I put reference it on the show they got curb stomped is what happened to them and uh, with that being said I still think uh, they beat the Vikings uh, at home this week. I'm pulling for the Vikings on this one um, I think I, I you know I'm not saying you know, being being from Texas you got your Texan fans you got your Cowboy fans and we've been hearing it from the Texan fans all year but one thing I posted on Facebook a couple weeks ago I was like I know I know the have a great record, but every time they face a formidable foe, they pounced on them, you know, and it's like it would, when they play the team like the Green Bay Packers and the team like the New York Patriots, look what happened. And the thing is, when you go into the playoffs, you got to bring your game, and if they if they bring that kind of game against, they're going to be playing teams like that, you know. So, I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. There you go. Uh, not, a, not a crazy pick, man, I, and the Vikings have been really solid. Uh, 
I just I just think the Texans, if they can find a way to stop Adrian Peterson, which nobody has stopped him this year, so uh, I just think somehow, some way, the Texans pulled out just based off the matchup and playing at home. They've been very, very solid at home, excluding that Packers game, of course, and they absolutely scorched the Ravens uh, the week after. So, you know, you never know what team you're going to get with the Texans, uh, but I, I'm still going to take them at home. I, I think it's going to be a good matchup. They actually could be the game of the week. Um, here's my Browns heading to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. You know, everyone thought, ah, the Browns are going to win maybe three games this year. They have really come around. They've lost some close games, some really, really close games. We gave your Cowboys all they could handle several weeks ago. And, uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to take the Browns with an upset in Denver. No, I'm not drinking or anything like that, David. Uh, I really believe that this Browns team has really turned the corner and they are, uh, the defense is something to be reckoned with. I'm telling you right now, this defense uh, with Joe Hayden, and they're finally healthy. They finally have everybody healthy on that defense, and you've seen the last couple weeks what that entails with Phil Taylor, Atana Rubin, Joe Hayden, Dimitri Patterson. The list goes on and on of guys who can really play, and all of them, you know, first and second year players playing at this high level. I'm taking the Browns in a big time upset uh, for the Broncos, who may not have a whole lot to play for this time of the season. Yeah, you know, I still I'm still going to take the Broncos. I'm sorry, but I agree with you well, with the way the Browns are playing. And in the next couple of years, if they keep up what they're doing, playing Cleveland is playing in Lambeau, especially this time of year. So, I mean, as long as they keep going the way they're going, this is, this is, this is going to be a team to be reckoned with. No, I completely agree with you. Everyone in the national media you know, has poked fun at the Cleveland Browns, and rightfully so. Let's face it, they've been awful for a dozen years or more. But uh, I think they finally have something there. And I'm telling you, nobody wants to face this team in a year or two You know, when it's late in the season in December and January. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland Browns Stadium and face you know a hard-nosed, stiff defense with uh, – Trent Richardson a battering ram at running back. Nobody wants nobody wants that matchup uh, come December and January in a couple years, and I think that's the scenario they're they're trending to. We'll see how they finish the season, uh, but I you know I think the Broncos are in for a, a much tougher battle, and even that I think the national media uh, we're going to give them a much tougher, tougher battle in Denver than a lot of people give think that it's going to be. Uh, the next game here, this is Bears versus Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals, I, they had that really nice start in the season, and they have just imploded. Uh, a lot of it because of the quarterback situation. I don't know if Cor- uh, Wizen Hunt's job is on the line in Arizona, but uh, it very well may be. Uh, with that being said, the Bears have struggled of late. I'm still taking the Bears in the desert. I'm taking the Cardinals. I, I just take them in an upset. I, I I with the Bears, you just never know which Cutler is going to show up. It's kind of like you never know which Tony Romo is going to show up. You know, so <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cardinals on this one. That's it. Very nice, very nice. Now, uh, the primetime game, I, which I'm excited to see this game. I don't know if it's necessarily a preview of the Super Bowl, but uh, definitely a preview of the Super Bowl from 2000. Giants versus Ravens. Uh, I can never pick the Ravens to win anything, regardless of the scenario. So I'm going with the Giants, uh, even though it is in Baltimore, where they play very, very well in Baltimore. It's a tough place to win. If anybody can go to Baltimore and beat the Ravens, it is the defending champion, the New York Football Giants. Yeah. Well, I don't. I never root for the NFC East, and I just think uh, I think the Ravens are going to win this, and we need them to win this anyway. So <laughs> you know, so it's. I gotta go with the Ravens. I, I just can't. I just can't in my mind root for the Giants. I mean, even though you know, I think I think Eli Manning will be sacked about five times. So, 
Wow, there you go. Well, you're a Cowboys fan, so I understand you're not going with the Giants, and you guys need them to drop a game uh, here in the next couple weeks. So I definitely understand your reasoning there. I think it's going to be an entertaining game, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Ra- you know the Ravens are. I think kind of like the Cowboys you mentioned. You don't know who in the heck you're going to, which Joe Flacco is going to show up for this team. You really don't know, and they've got a new play caller. So you really, you know, there's that uncertain factor there with the Ravens' offense with all those weapons: Torrey Smith, Ray Rice. You know, the, the tight ends, uh, you know, Anquan Bolden, you got a lot of weapons there with a new play caller, so you don't know exactly what you may get with that team either. Um, that's going to be a very entertaining primetime football game in Baltimore, and I'm sure the crowd will definitely be into it. And uh, those are our pigskin picks here with uh, David Martinez on the Unsigned Christmas Show. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, David, uh, best of luck to you, man. Happy holidays to you, yours, and your family. It's a pleasure talking with you as always, man. Happy holidays to you too. Thank you, Ryan. I've been putting together this famous rockers dressed as Santa Claus and what gifts they would give, and I need some help finishing my list, and I can't think of a better person to be to get a hold of, and that is the one, the only, Kev from Atomic Honey. Kev, are you there, man? Oh, dude, I'm totally here, man. How you doing? Oh, hey, how's it going, man? Sorry to drop in on you like this, man. As you know, uh, this is our Christmas show, and uh, we're, we'll kind of drop it in on you. And uh, we're working on our famous rockers dressed as Santa Claus list, and uh, I figured you would help us out with that, man. Oh, you, you have no idea how many things just flashed through my head when you said that. <laughs> now, the first one on my list is Rob Halford and uh, as Santa Claus, and I think at that point he goes hell-bent for leather and gives everybody a leather jacket and studded leathered wristband for Christmas. That's the first one on the list there. I like that. that that's perfect, dude. I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be a tall Santa. So he's a big dude. Yeah, big Santa Claus, big chair, big leather jacket, studded wristband, Rob Halford, right. and no, Santa Claus. And no beard. He's like the only Santa that doesn't have to have a beard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just the hat and the outfit, no beard. Right. Now, uh, the other one I've got is Lemmy from Motorhead. He gives everybody a deck of cards that doesn't have the Ace of Spades in it. Nice, nice. And somehow I'm picturing a shotgun, too. I don't know why. <laughs> I can maybe I don't know he's got to like tucked into his pants or something like the barrels. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I like Lemmy too, and his and his eyes kind of give me that funny look. Right. Yeah, but let me. I think Lemmy as Santa Claus would be perfect. Yes, he'd be a good choice too. I was thinking about Axl Rose, dude. What do you think of him? I I think Axl Rose would be a would be a great Santa Claus. Too bad you think he'd probably show up on time, right? Oh no way, dude! He'd be totally late, man. It'd be like several hours late, like just these like bags full of like wrapping paper and stuff because all the presents are done. Kids are like sitting down for Christmas lunch, you know, having ham sandwiches. And Axel Rose is like, welcome to Christmas, baby. You're going to die. You know, something like that. <laughs> Instead of a Santa suit, they'd have to be like scrawny little like red leather pants, something like that, you know. <laughs> oh, or maybe his shorts. He's got his red Santa shorts on, his little, you know, tidy, tidy reddies. There you go, yeah. Axel Rose uh, with form-fitting uh, skinny red pants dressed as Santa Claus showing up about four and a half hours late for Christmas. Exactly. Right, and then the family's like kicking him out. They're telling him, it's already too late. You've got to go, man. And then the kids start rioting. They're like, but he just got here. <laughs> then he, then halfway through giving out presents, he just gets mad because he has had voice, he's having vocal issues. <laughs> You know, he's just like, you know, I, I have a sore throat coming on, you know, and the Ricola guy just comes out and goes, Ricola. <laughs> I love that. And, and, and you know what? He'd be passing out his gifts, right? 
he'd be passing out uh, limited edition slash dartboards. Be awesome for the kids. There you go, right? Another uh, Santa Claus I think would be good would be Marilyn Manson, dressed up as Santa Claus, and he spreads joy by handing out prosthetic limbs to all the boys and girls. Ooh, that's creepy but cool. And, <laughs> and it could be like both, too. And he could be like Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus, like all in one. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yeah. Manson would, would do definitely do both. He would be uh, Santa Claus during the day, and then the evening he would he would uh, dress up as uh, Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I love that. That's sweet. <laughs> Leslie West. I think he could be a good. He would definitely fill out the suit, right? Yeah. No. I. Th- yeah. He definitely would. No. No padding needed for the suit. And, and he'd be like Christmas hippie queen, right? Something like that. Yep. She brought me everything. <laughs> now that could be a Christmas song for you next year, man. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, man. Now, uh, another one I thought of was Lita Ford dressed up. I guess you would be Mrs. Claus. Um, you could, you know, sub, sub in uh, Santa Claus, I guess, for Lita Ford. But I figure she would just hand out trinkets and tight, form-fitting sweaters for everybody. Ooh, yeah, like, uh, what do you call it? That, that nice soft material. Angora, is that what it is? Nice sweater, cashmere. That or maybe like a like a nice fleece or a uh, like a cashmere or something. There we go. Yeah, yeah, like a Lita Ford cashmere. Yeah, with like the little uh, L on it, like from Laverne and Shirley. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I could dig that. Very cool, man. Yeah. Uh, any other any other rockers you think would be good uh, good Santa Clauses, man? Man, it, it's hard to leave Bowie out of it. You know, I love my David Bowie. There you go. And I, I don't think he'd have to bring any actual gifts, though, because, like, no presents. It's like his presence would be the gift, you know? Everyone would just be, like, mesmerized. It's like, whoa. It's Steve Bowie. Bowie. Dude, it's Bowie. And then, now, see, I have the- and then hopefully he wouldn't start doing a Christmas song like with Bing Crosby. <laughs> like a little duet, like a hologram style, like they would do for Tupac or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Christmas on Mars. Is there Christmas on Mars? <laughs> there is. I know. I've seen John Carter. There definitely should be Christmas on Mars. <laughs> it's a god awful small affair. <laughs> See, I, I think David Bowie is, is Santa Claus. Him dressing up uh, and having, you know, he just hands out a VHS copy of uh, Labyrinth and a strand of hair from the wiggy war in the film. Dude, that would that would be the best Christmas ever if that happened. <laughs> Seriously, that'd be awesome. And one is the little balls that he juggles from the movie. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. You know, like almost like a stress reliever for everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. Perfect, dude. Yeah, Bowie. Soothing David Bowie, so, Santa Claus. So if I got one one wish, like to pick mine, yeah, I think I'd pick Bowie to to be my personal Christmas Santa. Although Alice Cooper could be pretty cool too. Oh, Alice Cooper as Santa Claus. What gift do you think Alice Cooper gives out for uh, for Christmas as Santa Claus? Oh, he'd give out rubber heads of himself <laughs> with hair, so you could like hold them up, you know, over the fireplace. There you go. Oh, instead of stockings, it's just rubber heads right next to Marilyn Manson's prosthetic limbs. <laughs> this is getting so creepy. But so <laughs> it's, it's a creepy Santa Claus. I know it's like it's like uh, welcome to my Christmas. I think you're gonna like it, right? Holding up <laughs> yeah, right. head, a severed Alice head with a Santa hat on it. 
That is perfect, man. Now, my last one on my list here is, uh, this is, I guess this is more of Santa Claus past, and that is if, uh, Dimebag Daryl were still alive today, uh, he would dress up as Santa Claus and he would hand out a liter of his famous black tooth grin to everybody. Ooh, perfect. Dude, dude, you're on it. I never would have thought of that one. That's a great choice. I can see that. What about John, yeah, I mean, I, what, what about John Popper, dude? Doesn't he kind of have the, or, well, did have, like, the Santa build? No, I, I think old John Popper definitely would make a great Santa Claus, man. And he'd have, like, the Santa vest with all the pockets in it, with all the harmonicas. <laughs> so, you know, all the kids are just getting harmonicas. So all the kids be like, Mom, all I got is a harmonica? Really? It all be bummed, I think. <laughs> now, new John Popper w- would not give out harmonicas. He would actually just resist the urge to eat cookies and milk. <laughs> Maybe he'd give out, like, diet pills or something. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> He's like Splenda only. Skin milk? <laughs> I know a special plate of cookies just for him. Oh, classic, man. Wait, Kev, uh, I appreciate you taking the time and, uh, you know, letting us bug you a little bit here through the holidays, man. Oh, and I know you've been a bit... Glad you I know you... I'm glad you... I know you... I know you've been busy, man. I, we, last time you were here, we talked about you know the new album. Uh, how's that been going since the release of the new album, man? Oh my gosh, it, it's been fantastic. It's, it's been awesome. It's, I mean, it's already uh, it had already sold out of the warehouse like within four or five days, so we had to replenish it already. And it's not even up on uh, Amazon and stuff like that yet. It's that that's going to be happening soon, probably in the next couple of weeks. But just with it being available on CD Baby alone. We we already sold out of, of all the stock they had like right away, so it's been really exciting. Been getting lots of positive feedback on it, stuff too from fans. So you'll be getting a copy, by the way. I owe you one. Ah, oh, dude, I, I would love a copy, I'll, man. I'll have to sign one for you and send it your way. Ah, dude, you're, you're gracious. I would love that. And uh, hey, if people want to buy the CD, because I know we you know we talked last time, no digital downloads. If people want a copy of the CD, how can they get one, man? Um, if you just uh, Google search, just. Google search Atomic Honey Operation Moondust. You probably don't even. You probably want to type O P E R or whatever. It'll probably pull right up. But you'll find any links. It's on a couple online places right now. I know it's a CD Universe. CD Baby is the main one that that it's at right now, and then it'll be going everywhere eventually. But yeah, just Google Atomic Honey Operation Moondust, and it'll pull right up. Awesome, and we'll have a link on our site as well, uh, t- directly to your site, uh, the Atomic Honey website, so people can check that out as well. And uh, we leave tonight with a song that you wrote as a Christmas song. It's called Christmas Night at the Garden. Uh, what can you tell us real quick about this track, man? Um, it was a whole lot of fun. It's uh, I won't get into to explaining it all because it, it wouldn't make sense. It'd take too long, but it was just a lot of fun. It's, the garden's kind of a special place for us, you know, and so it's, it's an absurd, really absurd Christmas in the garden, but it's also um, so it's supposed to be fun, but it's also about like thinking about people that can't be with their loved ones for the holidays, which is something that's like a, a really big deal to me. You know, I know I'm fortunate to have my friends and family and stuff like that. I know holidays are a tough time of year for a lot of people, and so we just kind of want to put a song out there that maybe you know make people smile, you know, and you know not I mean not feel so bad, you know, maybe realize that. At least there's one band out there that like cares about them, you know, and that we're thinking about them and you know wishing them good things for the holidays and stuff. Well said. Hey, uh, Kev uh, from Atomic Honey, pleasure uh, talking with you tonight here on the Unsigned Christmas Show, and thanks to Vanatica and David Martinez for stopping in as well. 
And I hope everybody enjoyed the Christmas show tonight. It seems harder to enjoy the finer things in life. Until next time, everyone, do so, and I leave you with Christmas Night in the Garden by Atomic Honey. Kev, have a good one, Mike. Thank you, Ryan. Happy holidays, man. Same to you. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Merry Christmas. Take care. Game.